Hello, fellow creepsters. My name is Anthony N, and I'm from New York. I have the great pleasure of introducing Donna and Carrie in a Paranormal Chicks podcast. Enjoy! Carrie and we are paranormal chicks. Sinister sightings 59. And y'all just heard Anthony in. He introed us and he's from New York City. Just kidding. <laughs> Remember those commercials? Oh my god, yes. Picante, right? Yep. Not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently really good advertising. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I used to hate those commercials. Me too. Me too. But we don't hate you, Anthony. And also, Anthony is my partner in crime because he also loves Dana and Greg Newkirk. (laughs) Well, y'all know how it goes. If you want to be amazing like Anthony and introduce an episode, head on over patreon.com slash the APC podcast. All right. The first story is supersized sinister sightings. Say that five times fast. That is quite the alliteration. Okay. Hey, y'all. So, first, my name is Megan, and I love hearing y'all. Y'all make my day so much better at work and make me feel like home again. I'm still catching up with your previous episodes, but decided to go ahead and send this in. I have quite a few creepy AF stories, but today, I'll just share a few. This one goes way back to when I was a kid, and Donna might find this more interesting, but you'll soon find out why. Ooh, intrigued. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. My brother had an imaginary friend named Giacomo, by the way. B-9-A? Right. All the way. All the way. Also, thank you for spelling it phonetically. But (laughs) Well, every time my mom or any other adult would ask who he was or how he met him, it was always the same story. My little brother would say, we met in the war. He saved me. Oh, my gosh. And he would go on and on about that. And the story was always the same, including some of the activities they had done. I got older and I started to learn more about reincarnation, much to my private school Baptist raised self's surprise. (laughs) Same girl. Well, not private school. And after some of the research I have dabbled in, I sincerely think my brother was reincarnated from a one-time soldier who had a friend named Giacomo. As with 99.9% of the cases, he forgot details as time went on. To this day, he doesn't like to talk about it. Wow. Next, this took place in December 2011. I recently started seeing someone who I will refer to as Jay. One night, Jay, myself, and my best friend, who I will refer to as C, and her boyfriend at the time, who I will refer to as M, decided to go ghost hunting in a graveyard next to C's house. Well, all four of us loaded into her 2000 white Ford Taurus, those awful POS cars, and went to the Dollar General to get some disposable cameras. Then, off to the graveyard we went. Okay, so let me paint a picture for you. This was out in West Mobile, Alabama. What? Off a super dark road next to a fancy AF subdivision. You drive down a side road with no lights and past the house. Then, you're at the graveyard. My family lives in West Mobile. Are we kin? No, I'm just kidding. But are we? 
It has a standard metal tacky fencing around it, but it's a nice size. We all get out of the car, eager to look around, although C and I have been there many times. Then, almost immediately, weird-ass shit started happening. When we opened and shut the gate to get in, Jay started to get a feeling to go a certain way to the top corner of the cemetery, which was odd because it was filled with kids' graves, and I felt like these kids were running around and grabbing my hands and tugging my jeans. Mm-mm. Remember the kid aspect. Oh, shit. As we were walking... M had to run back to the car, and we saw him come back, shutting the gate. Remember this. But every time we would look towards the gate, it looked like a very tall shadow man was walking back and forth between the gate and the tree line, separating half of the cemetery. It kept getting heavier and heavier in the atmosphere, which was really uncomfortable. So C and I said, hey, look, we think we should go. As we made our way to the back corner and back up, Jay said, that's fine, I'll just head back to the back where it felt weird and take at least two pictures on the camera. So C, M, and I headed back to the car, but the gate was freaking wide ass open. Oh, fuck. This is not something that someone could have done because we would have heard someone else or seen them on the road. M had shut the gate and it had a latch on it. So we really decided to hop in the car then. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd be like, well, lock the doors, even though uh, it doesn't protect you from ghosts. But I'd be like, mm-hmm. lock those doors. That fucking look like Roadrunner leaving there. <laughs> As we got into the car to wait on Jay, we turned on the radio. Well, instead of the Christian radio C had it on previously, it was on a freaking AM station. No freaking thank you. We all turned pale. Then suddenly, you see a huge flash come from the back of the cemetery and Jay running faster than I've ever seen anyone run. Oh my gosh. He literally jumped the fence and hauled ass in the car. When we asked what happened, he said he was taunting like Zach freaking Bagel Bites (laughs) (laughs) and heard something in the woods like it was crashing down. He snapped a picture, then ran for his dang life. He also had scratches on his back that weren't there before. So, fast forward to January 3rd, 2012. I found out I was pregnant. All the while, Jay and I had the spirits of kids around us the whole time. Our son's name is Dawson. Pretty good name. That's my nephew's name. And he'll be eight in September 2020. Jay and I did not stay together, and now he and his girlfriend are living on a creepy-ass farm in Kentucky. It's cute, but creepy AF. Oh, and C still lives in the house close to the cemetery, and the freaking shadow man has shown up by her mailbox, pretty much taunting her, letting her know that he is there. Oh my gosh. Since that last one had a lot to break down, I will end this email and send more later. I have tons to scare. Oops, did I say scare? I meant share. Oh my God, are you me? (laughs) But seriously though, everything from flying glass, doppelgangers, and pots and pans flying out of shelves. Thankfully, where I am now isn't like Mobile, so maybe they'll slow down. Thank y'all again so much for everything that you do. You're both wonderful souls and deserve to be reincarnated as super rich people who are living the good life. And read this or not, I enjoy sharing my encounters with people, even if they think I'm crazy. Megan. 
Oh my gosh, Megan. Well, first, thank you for listening. Thank you for enjoying. And thank you so much for sharing. Loved both of those stories. And where are you now that you're not in Mobile? And did Jay not catch any? Well, I think it was Jay. But did he not catch anything on his camera when he snapped that picture? I know. I'm like, what's on the camera? Oh, probably not. Because, I mean... I mean, he was running faster than anyone's ever ran before, so I can barely do a selfie when I'm sitting still. <laughs> also, ghost children, no. I know. What do you mean ghosts were, like, ghost kids were attached to y'all? I need more details of that. Mm-hmm. Follow up, Megan. Follow up. <laughs> All right. This next one is Sinister Sightings. Is a ghost attached to my mom? Hola, chicas. I know Carrie's nervous that you two will run out of stories, so here I am writing about something creepy that happened recently. I so am. And Donna's <laughs> like, we're not going to run out. But I'm like, but but what if we do? And she's like, we're not. I'm like, but but we're not. <laughs> well, if we do, be like, well, we ran out of stories, y'all. Just <laughs> keep on sending them in. <laughs> this is where it ends, you know? Yeah, you're right. Well, then they go on to say, this is a long one, so bear with me. Before I get into it, I want to give you some context to my story. My mom had a spinal fusion performed at the end of November 2019. The surgery went well, and her recovery is expected to last three months. I've been helping my mom on the weekends because she's not allowed to lift anything heavier than a gallon of milk. We have just passed the one-month mark on Christmas, and she's slowly getting better. As you know, with every surgery, painkillers are necessary. My mom was prescribed oxycodone for her pain. She has been sleeping in the room I usually stay when I visit because the bed is easier to get in and out of, and the room is closer to the bathroom. One weekend I was there, she told me that two visitors woke her up in the middle of the night. Confused, I asked her to tell me what she meant. What visitors? Nobody comes at night. My mom told me that these two female visitors talked in a language she couldn't understand and were dressed in Victorian clothing. These two visitors of hers would yell, boo, and shake her awake. Those jerks. (laughs) But when she opened her eyes, no one was there. I didn't give it too much thought because I thought it was the oxycodone making her hallucinate, and I also thought it could have been a dream. Later that evening, one of my cousins stopped by for a visit and dropped off some provisions. Ooh, look at me using fancy words. (laughs) (laughs) She told my mom and me this horrible dream she had. My cousin said that she had come to visit my mom who was resting in her room. As she tried to approach the hallway, she was stopped by this horrible looking woman. She was dressed in a white sleeping gown with glowing red eyes and an evil grin. My cousin said that she looked like Regan from The Exorcist when she was sitting on the bed and her head turns. All I could think about was demon. (laughs) Every time my cousin would walk towards the room, the woman would push her back and laugh. After many failed attempts, my cousin asked the woman what she wanted. She didn't speak but pointed her ugly index finger towards the room my mom was in. At this point, my cousin, being the religious person that she is, began praying and using the name of Jesus to banish her away. Once the woman left, my cousin woke up from her dream, terrified to look around the room. 
She said that she had never had such a horrible dream or seen such a dreadful woman. As she was telling us her dream, my mom and I looked at each other and told my cousin about my mom's two visitors and wondered if the two incidents were related. We said goodbye and that was the end of that. That same night, I heard my mom get up to use the bathroom. Since she uses a walker to move around, she has to be extra careful entering the bathroom. Well, that night, she didn't. Oh, no. One of the wheels got stuck under the door, and instead of turning the light on, she decided to pull the walker out. I'm not sure what happened, but she lost her balance and slipped. Oh, no. Luckily, I heard the noise, woke up, and ran to her. I got to her on time before she fell to the ground. I don't know why, but I blame my mom's two visitors for the minor accident. In my head, I cursed them out and told them to leave our home. Needless to say, it was the wrong thing to do because those two visitors came to my room. (gasps) Every time I would try to fall asleep, asleep, someone would wake me up. Just like with my mom, I would hear, boo. Or I would hear two women cackling and laughing. At other times, the voice waking me up would sound like my mom crying for help. Of course, I would check on her, but she would be sound asleep. The cycle continued until early morning. I don't even remember the exact time I fell asleep. My question is, is all of this a coincidence? I don't know, but my mom asked me to get some holy water to bless the house again. I say again because it's not the first time that we've encountered things. Since I was little, I heard noises, but it's always been a male figure. Where this woman came from or why it's attached to my mom question mark? We don't know. Maybe a listener can let me know. All I know is that every time I visit, I never get any sleep, even though my mom hasn't mentioned her visitor since then. But I'm so close in yelling, don't fuck with my sleep. Yes. (laughs) Thanks for reading my story and for everything you two do. You two always keep me entertained, especially when I'm driving back and forth to my mom's house. I know you two don't see yourself as comedians, but hey, I laugh with you. I know I should really try and send more stories in, but I get distracted easily. I'm amazed I sent this in. Till next time, Karen A. Oh, Karen. Oh, Karen. You know we love you. Karen, our secretary that's not our secretary. (laughs) Karen is who made the uh, file on the Facebook group that had a list of all the episodes. Yes. And even put in there, like, if people had recommended the topic, like, who, who recommended it. I know. She's amazing. Heaven sent that girl. Also, someone let her know if y'all think those are related because that does seem related, though. Like, that her cousin had a dream about someone not letting Mm -hmm. her in and, like, laughing and stuff. And that's what they were doing. And then with Karen, like, mm -hmm. too much is the same to not be the same. Yeah. Okay. So, guess what? This story is also by a Megan. Different one, though. Damn. Damn. The Night of the Megans. This Megan says, Hi, y'all. Love the podcast. Love y'all. Love everything. Here's a short, creepy story for the next Sinister Sighting episode. My mother lived in Houston in the early 80s when Houston was mostly a hellhole of crime. She was a small town country girl from Louisiana, but had been raised by a paranoid dad who made her read true crime stories and taught her to constantly be on guard and that everyone was ready to murder and rape you. Sound advice. 
spoiler alert, that shit saved her life. Holy Hannah. She was living in a low-key retirement apartment complex in one of the few decent areas in Houston. She had come home late and was getting out of her car when she heard a guy calling out to her. She looked at him. He was calling for help over by the dumpster. But something in her stomach screamed no, and her instinct was screaming for her to leave. She started to walk to her apartment, and he began to run after her. Mm-mm. She hauled ass to her apartment, and he followed but gave up once he was about to be under a lamppost, and she was already at the door. Wow. She said she barricaded herself into her apartment and spent the rest of the night sitting up with her gun. She couldn't shake the sick feeling. A few weeks later, she saw him in the paper. It was Carl Watts, the Sunday morning slasher, who had been caught after a long murder fest in Michigan and Texas. She fit his victim profile and also the time of day and week when he usually struck. Whoa. She said she threw up on the paper. Oh my gosh. My parents continued to be paranoid nuts who have passed it on to me, and I must say there have been potential situations where it has kept me alive. As a little girl, my dad would tell me over and over about not helping strangers no matter what because years ago, a nice-looking man would pretend to be hurt to get women to help him, and then he would kill them. The crash course on Ted Bundy was repeated over and over until, well, I still hear about it. I grew up side-eyeing people in slings and cringe when people ask for help. Thanks for being awesome. Extra slices of pizza for the win. Megan Thomas, Creepinati Cult Initiate. Oh my God. Can you imagine opening the paper and being like, I mean, that, that's one of those things you like instantly puke. Like, oh yes. my God, I should have died. Yes. Like, holy shit. Like, he went on a murderous rampage. Over multiple states. Holy shit. Dang, that was good. Thank you for sharing. Yes. And good for your mom being a fucking badass, OG, murder-loving mama. <laughs> murder-loving mama? <laughs> you sounded like Johnny Bravo. Oh, see, I was thinking, uh... Hey, mama. <laughs> okay, you sounded like that Fergie song, or is it it's Fergie? Hey, mama. You're talking about? Is it Fergie? Uh, I think it's Black Eyed Peas. But Same yeah. thing. Um, but no, what I was thinking was on How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Bullshit, mama. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this next one, Flying Baby Demon, question mark? Oh, shit. Hello, lovelies. I am a fairly new listener, and I'm obsessed. You girls are all I listen to while I'm at work, and you have me laughing like a crazy person. So, on to the story. Picture it. Sunny Southern California, circa 2000. Coastlines and sun-kissed beach bodies. Now, that's not where this takes place, because this extra-large pizza lives 45 minutes away from all of that. <laughs> oh god anyway i was 15 or 16 years old and the super haunted house we lived in was a duplex always a freaking duplex mm -hmm. our side of the duplex was a two-bedroom and my bedroom had no windows as it was in the center of the division and it made my room super dark at basically all hours unless my light was on Oh, my God. Tiffany had a room just like that when yep. we were teenagers. 
and it was perfect for napping and sleeping in very late. Yes. Which is like every teenager's dream (laughs) and my current dream. Well, it was 6 a.m. and my alarm rang for me to get up for school. When I rolled over to turn my alarm off, there was a flash of light at the foot of my bed. When I looked over, I saw a baby sitting on the ground, playing with blocks, laughing, with bright orange flames where his hair should be. What? I don't know why, but I pictured, I've never seen this movie. I know, I know. But Hercules, I think like the bad person or something that has like his hair is like flames or something. Yes. Like Hercules guy meets Heat Miser. Yes. (laughs) Could you imagine if we had to give like something to a sketch artist? They would be like, what the fuck? Look, dislike him. This is what I'm saying. (laughs) Back to, you know, uh, flaming baby devil, whatever. Which is how Donna sees all babies. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Just 99.9%. I nearly shit my pants and froze with fear. My heart was pounding out of my chest and I couldn't do anything but stare at him. Just sitting there in his diaper and all he did was stare right back at me and laugh. We stayed that way for what felt like forever And what finally took me out of my trance was realizing that my alarm was still blaring. When I looked down at it in my hands, it was like it was the first time I'd ever seen it and couldn't remember how to turn it off. So I just popped the fucking batteries out. Oh, God. As soon as the alarm stopped, the room went dark in another flash. It somehow was more terrifying to be sitting in the dark with my eyes no longer adjusted to it. The light switch, as per usual during terrifying circumstances, was on the other side of the bedroom next to the door. Of course. When I finally got the courage to leave the safety of my bed, I went straight for the door. Once out of my room, I realized I couldn't just leave my family with a flaming baby on the loose. So with the light from the sun shining through the hallway window, I got on my hands and knees and I checked under the bed. While still in the hallway, because I'm not dumb, (laughs) I didn't see anything and decided I couldn't leave for school in my pajamas or without shoes, so I turned the light on, threw open the closet door, grabbed the first top and bottom I saw, and I left the room and closed the door behind me and got dressed in the bathroom. I left the house and decided I'd done all I could to save my family since the baby demon looked to be less than a year old, and I don't think he could reach the doorknob. My logic is flawless, I know. Also, I didn't want to be late for school. Thankfully, that was the first and last time I saw that baby demon. There was also a shit ton going on with ghosts, possessed toys, my aunt's alien friend coming to visit her, and stuff like that happening in that house. All of which I'll write about in a later email, and sorry for this one being so long. Thank you both so much for being you. I have such a great time listening, not only to the stories, but you girls banter. Also, I annoy everyone when I subconsciously start speaking with a horrible impression of a Southern accent. Creep it real, Macy. Uh, Macy, that sounds much like my horrible impression of a British accent. Oh my gosh. You know what? I'm going to bring it back to TikTok, but I am on a kick on things that British people say 
And when they like do it and they like spell it out in a phonetic way of like, mm-hmm. like stupid, but it's like S C H. Yeah. Like T E W P I D or something like that. Yeah. Oh my God. So funny. And also things white people say. Yes. I'm like, is it, is it bad that I am that person? Oh, yes. Like every fucking time they say something, I'm like, yep, say that. Mm hmm. Literally every single time a patient forgets their keys and they have to come back and get it, I go, oh, couldn't get far without this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. There was one that said every time, like, things right people say, every time someone hits a wall, they say, oh, there's a wall there. Yep. And I was like, I do that every fucking time. Oh, also, it said white people love to say bless you in different languages. Yes. I was like. Gesundheit. Yes. I was like, oh, my God. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Macy. Whew, got a whole on TikTok. Baby demon um, might be the scariest thing. Second to uh, Carrie's impression of he who shall never be named again. Heine. Well, they had to know who you were talking about. Folks, y'all get a best friend who, when you say he who shall not be named again, they just blurt out the fucking name. Heine. Oh, my God. <laughs> also, um, I want to read all of those stories, but can you please start with your aunt's alien friend? I need to know about that. And did he probe her? Just need to know. Okay. Thank you. You're asking for a friend? <laughs> yeah. I mean, quarantine. Hard up. It's your quarantine porn? <laughs> yeah. Can okay. I can I have some lit erotica coming over here? All right. The next one is... Hi, I just want to say I love y'all's podcast. Y'all make me laugh with every episode and always have super interesting stories. Thank you. I sent a story a few months ago about my brother. He passed away on Memorial Day 2019. He drowned saving a girl from a lake. I took it really hard and was in a super dark place for a while. I couldn't focus on life and would constantly just wonder, did he suffer? How long was he under before he died? And wonder if he was afraid. Oh, my gosh. And I remember that story. Oh, my gosh. Every night before bed, I'd say, please, just give me a sign. Let me know you're okay. I would say this every night. And one night, I was outside in the backyard with my husband crying about my brother and was like, okay, If you can hear me, give me a sign. Make a shooting star go across the sky. Anything. Just let me know you're here. And right after I said that, a shooting star went across. And I looked over at my husband and asked if he saw it. He said yes. So I was like, okay, well, maybe that was a coincidence. But then another went across the sky. Literally right after I said that. Oh, my gosh. Well, me being me was like, okay, maybe that was another coincidence. And I told my husband I was going to go to bed. Before I go into my dream I had, let me first say, after someone dies, it's hard to hear their voice. Well, for me anyway, like I can hear the tone of his voice, if that makes sense. And I can hear his laugh. But for some reason, when I think of him talking, I can't hear his actual voice. Yeah, I get that. Totally. Anyway, so that night, I had a dream. I was in the garage, and my brother appeared in front of me. I heard him say in his voice, 
hey, I keep giving you signs and you just keep overlooking them. And he told me he loved me. When I woke up the next morning, all of the anger and the sadness I felt was gone. I just felt love. Like I just needed my big brother and he came. Well, fast forward a few days before Christmas, I was talking to my husband again and I said, do you think since he came and talked to me that maybe he moved on and isn't with me anymore? Well, my brother answered because the very next day, my mom called me in tears saying she had a dream about him. And he said, mom, can you please talk to your daughter and tell her, yes, I'm still with her. So that's my story. Sorry if it isn't put together well or anything. I tried to keep it kind of short. Wow, that is crazy. Your brother is like, girl. Yeah. Hello. These are all of the signs I've given you. Yeah. Wow, you're so lucky, though, that like he's persistent and made sure that you got all the signs. Wow. I kind of got teary listening to Carrie read that. So Sunday was Mother's Day, and I did not think I was going to have a problem because it's not the first Mother's Day without my mom. And I guess it's because, like, it's her fifth year anniversary this month, you mm-hmm. know, or something. Like, I don't know. But um, I saw several signs that day, and so I guess, like, that helped, but also, like, hurt in a way, too. Like, it helped so much, but it, like, helped so much it hurt, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, I felt her so much that it was, like, like, yeah, you're here, but you're not here. You yeah. know what I mean? But, like, uh, it was so stupid, but I tried to go to, um, I can't remember where I went to eat, but there was a Star Chevrolet, and that is such a random thing, but... Me and my mom always would joke about the commercials, and that's where we got one of our, like, cars that we had forever. But, like, that is where my mom had, um, like, they would do, like, no credit check kind of thing, like, because, you know, we were poor at that time. And so, like, I don't know. We stayed there, like, all fucking day to get this car, you know? So it was just, like, a thing. So I saw that. But then the main thing, like, I mean, throughout the day, it was a lot but uh, that night on the watch party, we were watching, um, like, Weird Tales with Robert England mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was one based in Pennsylvania. And Creep Mom was like, it's the El Chupacabre. Like, you know, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, RIP, Patty, Joe, you know. And it was just like, of course, you know, and it's yeah. on Mother's Day. But then there was a lady who was in the watch party named Patty. Oh. And, like, that was the first time I had ever seen her there. Yeah. But I don't know. So it was just, like, a really good thing. So I don't know. Like, listening to that. Yeah. With all of those signs. Thank you for sending that in. It was good to hear. All right. The last one. Good morning, Your podcast is my absolute fave. I started listening to it about six months ago. Needless to say, I have binged them all by now and need more. I know I say this every time somebody says that, but I hate catching up on like a new podcast that you're Mm -hmm. listening to and you're like binging and it's like, oh, gotta wait every week. I know, but I also love it because I hate being behind sometimes Mm because I feel like, oh my God, I don't know what everyone else knows. Mm Mm-hmm. 
my worst thing is like when I find something and I think it's like done, it's like, oh, it's four seasons and it's done on like Hulu. I binge it all thinking, okay, it's at an end. And then it's like a new season starts and I'm like, you motherfucker. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have binged it so fast if I knew that it didn't like end on that fourth season. Yeah. Number one, I was reading the reviews of your podcast. Most of them are raving, as they should be. Some, however, knock you for cussing too much. (laughs) If you were two men who used cuss words, it would be funny rather than, quote, unladylike. So, as they throw more of those, quote, sentence enhancers into your podcast, fuck those people. (laughs) Two, here's my story. It's actually my mom's story. I've shared it on another podcast, Campfire, but I got a couple of details incorrect. My mom listened to it on that podcast and told me to get my story straight. (laughs) So here's the correct version. My mother is a psychiatric social worker. In the early 90s, she worked for a private mental health hospital. Your mama has seen some shit. You Mm -hmm. hear me? The building it was in was an old medical hospital, and it housed maybe 50 patients. This was not an outpatient facility. These patients lived at the hospital for long periods of time. The hospital was three stories. Her office, as well as the offices of the psychologist, psychiatrist, administration, etc., was located in the basement of the building. It wasn't a creepy basement, though. It was bright and welcoming, as offices should be. It was a long hall with offices on either side. My mom's office was one of the first doors in that hallway. So anytime a patient would have an appointment with their doctors, they would have to pass my mom's office. If her door was open, they would sometimes stick their head in and say hello while being ushered by the staff to their appointment as they really loved talking to her because she treated them as actual people and not nut jobs. One day, as my mom was working at her desk with her door open, a patient who was being taken back upstairs after an appointment popped her head into my mom's office to say hello. The staff member escorting this patient allowed her to come into the office a bit to chit-chat with my mom. My mom stands up to greet this patient and makes small talk. Instead of small talk, the patient falls silent. She starts sniffing the air in the office. Then she fixes her gaze on my mom and says, I smell dead flesh. What? With that, she stops talking, spins on her heels, and leads the staff member out into the hallway and to the elevator back to her floor. My mom rolls her eyes and gets back to work. She's heard much stranger things from her patients. Well, later that day, she's discussing this patient with one of the doctors, and she, in a joking manner, tells the doctor what the patient said and laughs. The doctor kind of smiled and said, that's appropriate given the situation. My mom, of course, asked why that would be appropriate. The doctor told her that the basement of the building where their offices are located was the morgue of the original hospital. My mom about fell out. She came home and told the story to her husband. Of course, my little nosy ass was listening in. I am 41 years old and still get her to tell this story to my friends today. I think it's the creepiest. 
I have a spooky story that I've experienced firsthand, and I'll send that in a separate email to keep this one from running too long. Thanks for the laughs and the scares, ladies. Keep doing what you're doing, Emily. That's crazy. I wonder if, like, she knew that. You know what I mean? Did she? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. And, like, why that day? Like, right then? Yeah. Well, because maybe a ghost was in the office. Yeah. But, like, yeah. That's, or, like, it was, like, a a day where maybe a certain body came in and so the ghost was like more present that day because yeah. it was when their body came you know yeah that is really really creepy and your mama is a strong lady if that like didn't even phase her because mm-hmm. i would have been like what wow thank y'all so much for all of these stories so good so 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 good hopefully we are on the up and up about this virus quarantine business Hopefully we're, I mean, I don't know. It's very least halfway there, question mark. I don't know. <laughs> what do I know? All I know is we hope y'all are safe, both physically, mentally, emotionally, all the things. And most of all, we hope you remember. Creep it real and, and don't, don't get scared. scared.